film this week is Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, released November 25th, 1987, basically 22 years ago today. 20, 22? 32 years ago. 80, 90, 32 years ago. 32 years, Ken. Okay, I'm not that good at math. Um, this film stars Steve Martin, John Candy, with great appearances by Kevin Bacon and Michael McKeon, among others. Uh, it is a great American film. It is the Thanksgiving film comedy par excellence, I think. One of Roger Ebert's absolute favorites. He watched it every Thanksgiving. As uh, do I. As do you. So beloved by so many uh, of our peers. Uh, and I must admit, this is a film that I never even saw until I was like until the early 2000s. So I missed it. All those it years out. you missed it. All those years that I missed. But you, I, I've been working to make up for it. You may have failed to mention Edie McClurg. Well, it's Very not that I failed. Well, indeed, as well as, of course, uh, Ben Stein. I mean, there are lots of great bit appearances by by regulars in John Hughes' films yes, in this, in this film. So, um, so uh, I think it's a it's it's an hilarious film. And notice I say an hilarious film. Um, it is a John Hughes vehicle. Again, we, we have actors that repeat uh, in this. We get not only Ben Stein, Edie McClurg, both of whom were in Ferris Bueller's Day Off, but also Lyman Ward, who played uh, Ferris Bueller's father uh, and was in uh, that that movie. He, he is a uh, He's sitting the across the He's table. He's sitting across the table in the opening scene of the film. So. Absolutely. And uh, this is actually John Hughes' first turn from teen angst because people only associated with the mid-80s teen angst. Yeah, yeah. So this is kind of his first departure, and Roger Ebert celebrates that. I... This movie is so difficult for me, Ken. It is absolutely one of my favorites of all time. I mean, when people say, what's your favorite movie? This is it. Yeah. Instantly. Yeah. I love a buddy movie. I love obnoxious guys. <laughs> uh, and I, I was questioning myself getting ready for this uh, conversation. What is it about this movie that sticks with me so much? Is it the hauntingly catchy music used to secure the major plot points like Back in Baby's Arms or The Mess Around? Or even the main track, Red River Rock, performed by a British pop group, Silicon Teens, that just carries throughout the movie. But I don't think that's it. I think this buddy movie, with the impossible timelines and an unbelievable amount of calamity, hit me right in the heart because sometimes I'm Neil Page and sometimes I'm Del Griffith. Probably more Dell than Neil, <laughs> but I completely relate in every way to both being obnoxious and being annoyed by somebody else's obnoxiousness all the time. Uh, this obnoxious Dell Griffith has a giant heart, and not just because his lifestyle has left it enlarged, <laughs> but he's really an incredible guy inside. Everybody loves him, and we find out his obnoxiousness is clearly just covering his insecurities and pain, which I believe everyone can relate to. Uh, I have a couple of friends who I could go back and forth every single line of this movie. When but, we were before we were preparing, you told me, "Gosh, we could you could just sit here and recite the entire film." We could do an hour film. from the very first inhale, which is, I believe, the official first line of the movie, is yeah. an inhale from a man looking at a, a supposed marketing campaign. marketing campaign, which carries through, by the way, to post credits. 
Right, right. That's right. That's the one of the original. Uh, it's, it's one of those classic John Hughes kind of tricks, where, he where even after the credits in. are done, you know, like in Ferris Bueller, what? It's over. Go home. Yeah. Except we see the same guy. The guy's the, still looking at the pictures trick, for makeup with his Thanksgiving dinner sitting next yeah, to him. Yeah, just ridiculous. But you know, we should try anyway to pull out some usable quotes for our friends. Well, so, what are I, some of your favorites? Well, no, I wanted to say that the thing that I take from this film, you know, is that. Um, Del Griffith's character for me is that cinematic reminder of that, you know, that, that phrase, um, be kind because everybody around you is fighting a battle you don't know, you know, and the reality is you see him and, and he seems a go lucky guy and he's kind of, and he does, you know, things that are super annoying. And so you can totally get into, as you've said, you can totally get into the skin of Neil Page, but at the same time. We it gets revealed, and it's. I don't think we have to worry about spoiler alerts on I don't a thirty-two-year-old so. film. But it gets revealed that he is a man who's dealing with grief and and doing everything that he can to basically bury that. You know, his wife had passed away eight years before, and he has no home. And so, again, that reminder that we just don't know what's going on, even in the person next to us. And, and so no matter how loud, fat and obnoxious they might be. Right, right. Exactly. So I love the, the film. It's, it's hilarious. And, and yeah, tons of good quotes. Well, could I appeal to your good nature? I don't have (laughs) one. one I want to appeal to your good nature and start us off with a usable quote, which by the way, the usable quote of Anyone who would pay $50 certainly would pay 75 And he calls him a crook, and he's like, close, I'm a lawyer. <laughs> I've used that at every lawyer's graduation I know. <laughs> so yeah. just that's just, a, just to whet your appetite. We're talking like first three minutes of the movie. Right, right. So, okay, well then, um, one of my favorites is, well, we get, we get uh, the character John, played again by Lyman Ward, you know, leaning in. Telling telling Neil, you'll never make the six. I mean, and that's a great kind of right. You can use that at any time, you know, just lean in and especially that that kind of smarmy you'll never delivery. Make it. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. As much as you try or as many cases as you trip over trying to <laughs> run into the street. But I have to go closer to that is with the I knew I knew you <laughs> with him wagging his finger, yeah. not knowing where he knows Steve Martin from, and he goes, See, I knew. Do I know you? Yeah. I knew yeah. I knew you. And that's that launches into a dialogue about trying to make up for taking his cab about right. hot dog, beer, mints, beer. And this is hilarious because I wrote down this same quote is, is you know, let me make it up to you. How about a nice hot dog and a beer? No, thanks. Just a hot dog then. Well, I'm kind of picky about what I eat. Some coffee? No. Milk? No. Soda? No. Tea? No. Lifesavers? No. Slurpee? <laughs> Sir, Please. It's impossible to watch that scene and not be reminded, of course, of the great young Frankenstein scene, or I should say Frankenstein, you know, Ovaltine, you know, I mean, kind of this offer and rebuff. And, and it just continues to build, and oh. you can see the, the temperature rising in the room right Right, there. and the dialogue, that sets the tone for a stream of dialogue we're going to enjoy for the next <laughs> 90 minutes in this movie. Um, yeah. You know... Uh, again, another quick one right after that, he says, on the airplane, he's already under his skin, and he says to him, 
Oh, don't let me be a bother. You catch me running off at the mouth. Just poke me in the chops. And then he just keeps on. <laughs> the last thing I want to be remembered as is an annoying blabbermouth. And you can just see like he's grabbing his collar. Yeah. And moments later, he's taking his shoes off on the airplane, yeah. whipping his sock around. I was like, oh. My dogs are barking. Good. My dogs are barking today. Again, I don't know if that's really all that usable. I say it all the time. It may be usable at home when you come home, you know. I mean, honestly, the first thing I do when I come home, I have a routine. I come home from as simple as my job can be uh, on any given day. The first thing I do when I get home is is be like, I'm going and putting on some short pants. You know, I mean, it's the same. <laughs> well, I'm telling you, this one is the obnoxious level of kicking your shoe off in a public place. Oh, gosh. Squeezed in next to someone saying, whoa. <laughs> yeah. he, I mean, the, the whole eye roll and the whole thing is it's, hard to to really capture, but it, it's one of my favorite parts of the whole movie, yeah. right up front. And there are so many iconic scenes in this film, including, of course, one that everybody who's ever seen any movie clip knows this one and it you know they're they're sharing a bed together in a hotel room because it was the last room in in wichita and uh of course you know fortunately he had sold them some shower curtain rings right. and had a line on the last room at the braidwood inn <laughs> that's right at the braidwood inn um and of course you know they're they Wake up in the morning, you know, slowly kind of, and, and they're they're sleeping right next to one another like a couple would be. And, spooning. You know, spooning. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, and, of course, the classic, you know, where's your other hand uh, between two pillows? Those aren't pillows. You know, this kind of thing. They they both, of course, pop out of bed and they're like, oh, gross, gross you know, kind of, kind of thing. And, and then that great small talk. Neil says, uh, see that Bears game last week? Oh, uh, yeah. And oh, they yeah. Start hell of a game. Hell of a game. Talking in deeper voices. <laughs> exactly. Real manly. And they're, and, they're, and they're stretching their arms out. You know, Bears got a great team this year. They're going to go all the way. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, you. It's so you, good. I will say you missed just like, so timeline wise. We're a little bit too far for some of. We can't quote the whole film, Bill. Right. I'm going to just try and speak more quickly this time so I get most of them in. But I just, you know, just share a little bit about myself here. Um, the sinus clearing scene oh, where yeah. they're trying to go to sleep before they wake up in each other's arms. Where Dell is touching under his nose and snorting and clearing his throat and then snorting and clearing his throat. I had a running joke in college in the physics class, I would turn around and tell my friend, I'm doing the Dell Griffith when I get to the point where I don't know anything. And so 10 minutes into the test, I would start coughing and we, doing the sinus clearing. So I, that's not really a quote, but it's a super <laughs> hilarious, obnoxious thing to do with your friends. Sorry, but, I'm, not, I'm not doing that. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> You're not trying to do that. But I think you missed one of the charming things when you first see Dell be the sales guy he is. I mean, he's the obnoxious, overbearing, you know, super, super to Neil Page. But he gets up to Gus at the front desk and says, and Gus asks him, how you doing? He's like, well, I'm still a million bucks shy of being a millionaire. But other than that, I'm all right. And just quips like that throughout yeah. the movie are just totally ridiculous. Yeah. And super endearing to me. Well, and they're, and they're super small talk. I mean, he's the master of small talk and of of throwaway lines like that and yet when you second or third viewing you begin to realize some of them are more hey i'm building a relationship here yes <clears throat> in well, a way and, that, that works and some of the things that he reveals in these little asides well right. you've got the 
he spilled the beer on a vibrating bed and used every towel. And, <laughs> yeah. And everything's just, by the way, totally ridiculous. The bathroom. Yeah. There's like a new a wet newspaper on the floor. And, but he fi- Steve Martin finally loses it. And he just starts on a tirade and berating him. And one of them is, didn't you notice when I was talking to you, I started to read the vomit bag? Isn't that some sort of indication? Hey, maybe this guy's not enjoying this. And then he gets through this whole diatribe. And Dell comes up with, you want to hurt me? Go right ahead if it makes you feel any better. I'm an easy target. Yeah, you're right. I talk too much. I also listen too much. I could be a cold-hearted cynic like you, but I don't like to hurt people's feelings. Well, you think what you want about me. I'm not changing. I I like me. My wife likes me. My customers like me because I'm the real article. What you see is what you get. And that's like the first sort of opening into, yeah. uh, you know, the backstory of, of Del Griffith, which right. is... Because we know, know later. We know the end. Right. And you still kind of hope it's not going to happen every time you watch it, but... It's like that part that's kind of, you know, uh, the part that's always usable to me is the, I I, I like me. I like me. My yeah. wife likes me. My customers <laughs> like me. I find myself in that situation kind of a lot. <laughs> <laughs> there is a wonderful little trivia tidbit, I mean, that's not lost on any listener to our fine show. And that is, of course, that, uh, you know, Dell ends up with a rental car that he rents on on uh, Neil's Diners Club card, uh, and it's uh, the car is actually tricked out to look like the Wagon Queen family truckster. Oh, absolutely! From Vacation. You're just saying this out loud, and I'm just <laughs> having just watched not- it a thousand times. I recall the scene where he's walking down the side after they've driven through two trucks. Yeah. He's like, oh, this is no problem. We they can, can buff, buff that out. I thought it was going to be way worse. They could just buff this right out. This <laughs> car is totally destroyed. Is. Which, these are lines, even though they're kind of throwaways in that moment. <laughs> oh, this is no problem. This is much better than I thought it would be. We could just buff that right out. That's always hilarious when you've just destroyed something. <laughs> That's actually one of my favorite. Um, there's a There's a website or a, a Twitter feed that that, that um, takes and shares photos of things totally destroyed. It's called That'll Buff Out. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it's schadenfreude at its best. I, <laughs> well, when and leading up to that scene, I mean, a classic line, totally usable all the time, is the people are riding on the other side of the freeway and they've gotten themselves off and they're going the wrong direction on the freeway yeah. headed towards almost death in two trucks and the guy's screaming you're going the wrong way and Del Griffith's like oh he's drunk how does he know where we're going <laughs> like it's like the perfect comeback it is and it's usable all the time. All the whenever time. Whenever you're going somewhere, especially with Google. Oh, Google's drunk. How does he know where we're going? <laughs> so I I am a big fan of that one. Super useful. Super useful. There are, we have to admit this, though. Um, this film probably would have been able to sneak by with a PG-13 rating, but for about a one-minute scene at the rental car agency in St. Louis with, with the great Edie McClurg. Yes, but leading up to that, which is about the time of year you can use this, is like, oh, Jean Marie, you're a stitch. 
<laughs> she makes this yeah. weird set of turkey noises yeah, that yeah. are kind of hilarious. Um, there are 17 F-bombs dropped in the space of one minute. Mm. And so at that point, they, they had to give this film an R rating. These days, that seems like basic like barrier to entry. Otherwise, you can't make a film. Right. But, uh, but yeah. Um, so it's not entirely uh, safe for kids. I will uh, say, except the TV version is right. Is fine. I will say, when watching this with my children, I do feel uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah, it's and that pretty has over not the top. Stopped me because it is my eleven-year-old's favorite movie. <laughs> this actually comes back to something that I wanted to say about this too. And you know, earlier I mentioned, you know, Dell is that that character that reminds us to be kind because you, you just don't know what what battles somebody else is fighting it also underscores in a in a broad way that the fact that dell is so successful at actually you know in a way in charming people and neil can't charm anyone into anything is a sharp contrast right and at the end i mean i I don't want to say we're coming to the end of our our chat but at the end when they're hugging you know as they're as they're getting ready to part ways you know Neil even says, you know, I learned a little something, you know, and, and you really do. And a little bit wiser. Yeah. And a little bit wiser. Exactly. And, and, and you really do realize he has made that connection, whether or not it's going to have longer effect. Probably not because, you know, always better to have $17 and a really nice watch. Than three dollars and a Casio. Casio. Although he really tries to sell that Casio too. Try to sell it. And you know, one really super usable quote um and it's not necessarily a quote unless you would know like if you're in a situation with someone who knows this movie you're like wow that was close it's all right we can laugh about it now we're okay (laughs) uh i used that one time when my car had been towed and chicago with a friend who we drive back two hours later after going through all of that and we say at the end Wow, that was good. Don't worry about it. We can laugh about it now. Yeah, exactly. So that one, for the kids. I want the kids kids to know this. That and, Neil, yeah, I get it. You go with the flow. And Dell's like like a twig on the shoulders of a mighty stream. (laughs) (laughs) That's a great great kind of, uh, a very similar quotation is used in the great television show Firefly. You know, um, like a leaf on the wind kind of deal. And it's this idea. It's such a great explanation. He's just, well, and you know, and then so some of the endearing stuff about Dell Griffith where he's kind of revealing his character through some of these passing comments. He's like, I got a motto. Like your work, love, love your, your wife. wife. Yeah. And uh, Steve Martin later questions him, you love her, don't you? And he pauses and says, love, love is not a big enough word to describe how I feel about my wife. And this is before we totally know. revealed. Yeah. Because that's right at the end. A great John Hughes moment. Yeah. Yeah. It's so good. Top of the morning <clears throat> to you, officer. I by the way, from this film, learned a great um, exclamation. Anytime you you want to express surprise at something, here's one that I recommend and and, uh, and suggest to everyone. Oh my gosh, it's Ashkenagan. <laughs> it's Ashkenagan. That's the name of the cheese truck in which they, they right. finally make it into Chicago on. Oh my gosh, it's Ashkenagan. <laughs> that is a great exclamation. <laughs> you the, oh, oh, we didn't even talk about... Uh, 
the son-in-law, Chet, nope. when they're trying nope. to get a rain. Who also does a lot of that facial stuff because he's trying to get his jaw snot out of his Right, and his he face. wound up being a... He's a very he's famous a, kind of character actor very as well. Famous character actor. I can't who think of. Typically plays the butler in a lot of these things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But exactly. this time he's playing this truck driver and says, "You the shower curtain ring fella? I'm supposed to take you to Wichita. Train doesn't run out of Wichita unless you're a hog or a cattle. People, People train runs out of Stubville. That it's so good. I don't it's even know delivery. when to use it, but I like to use no, it as right. much as I can. I'm under the impression you would actually just use the entire script. People train runs out of Stubville. Or my wife is very slight of figure, <laughs> and she's had four children, and I've tried not to use this. She's skinny, but she's strong. First baby, come out sideways. She didn't scream or nothing. <laughs> I I just, I literally... You have to hope she never listens to yes, this podcast. Yes, I'm fairly certain she won't. <laughs> so I, I think we'll be safe. Uh, but there is that stuff what? about loving your wife. Yeah, no, it's true. It's true. Well, Bill, what's your final takeaway from this? I mean, I'll, I'll give you one more quote. <sighs> well, Choose wisely. I would say something like, we had a small fire, but we caught it in the nick of time. So you have no working gauges? No, not a one. But funny enough, the radio comes in clear as a bell when he's trying to talk his, use his charm on the police officer. Michael McKeon. Michael McKeon, who's like, I'm sorry, I cannot let you take this <laughs> yeah, car. Yeah. And, you know, also at night, you know, on the bright side, all this fresh air, we're going to sleep like babies tonight. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So I'm sorry. I tried every, I tried to get every word. I know, I know. It's a, so planes, trains, and automobiles, the, one of the greatest films of 1987. Of course, we're releasing this in Thanksgiving week, so we can't recommend it highly enough. Gather the kids around, get yourself a spoonful of uh, cranberry jelly, and just enjoy yourself. Enjoy yourself. <laughs> That's right.